one of the first rules of butchery is do not stab yourself to death. Wow. Yeah. It's a bit different. Hmm. I haven't seen you for a year and a half. A year and a half. We've been doing this podcast for a year. A year. And finally we're in the same room together. Well, that's astonishing. Socially distanced, of course. <laughs> Not because of pandemic or anything, just because I haven't showered yet. Today. You haven't had a shower and you've been really stink. messing around with a barbecue all day and just <laughs> stink to high heaven, so I'm keeping my distance just for my insanity and safety, really. <laughs> and I've got a bit of the meat sweats coming on, a little bit porky. <laughs> I think I should go and shower. <laughs> well, maybe maybe mid broadcast you can go and, yeah. go and have a shower. Go and use the loo and when the beers start kicking in, you can go for a refresh. Yeah. Wake yourself up a bit. That'd be good, yeah. yeah. You are glistening like a nice little bit of bacon. Well, a little, little, bit, little, little bit greasy. A little bit greasy. <laughs> the hair is probably a little bit brill cream. Mm. Actually, pork fat works quite well as a hair styling. Does it? I don't know. <laughs> Makes you smell nice. It's popular with the local animal, like dogs and cats. Yeah, my other half loves nestling up, you know, when I'm kind of stinking of smoky pork fat. <laughs> It's like going to bed with a bag of frazzles. <laughs> mm, I, I smell delicious. <laughs> oh, how have you been? What, in the last 18 months? 18, yeah, what have we been up to? <laughs> We've had a bit of a hiatus, haven't we? We, yeah. we? I feel guilty because it's all my fault, pretty much. Yeah, we haven't recorded for a number of weeks. But we've both been busy. You've been... Remind, tell me what you've been doing. Well, I've been um, studying for another wine qualification. Mm-hmm. I've been planning and beginning to set up a winery vineyards. I've been teaching a lot. The uh, yeah, so all of those things. Keeping keeping busy, yeah. High, some highbrow. Well, you know, work. You've got to you've got to keep the brain kind of whirring as we reach our ripe old age. Yeah, you've got to keep yourself entertained. You've got to keep you know tuned in. Yeah, I've even been doing Sudoku's. Wow. Yeah. What crosswords so boring they just use numbers? Yeah, doing crosswords is like a double thing, isn't it? You have to think and read. Yeah. Is Sudoku, I always thought Sudoku was like matrix crosswords. The the, the words are there, but you you have to turn you have to turn the numbers into words. You just see it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's just a load of numbers. To you, it's like oh, there's the blonde. Yeah. There's, she's the brunette. You can just call me Neo. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what I've been up to. What what have you been up to? Keeping busy? Yeah, I've been really busy. I um, was watching the Euros. All right. How did that go? Um, it was started off. It started off well, got better, and then got a lot worse. Yeah. You were aware. You were aware of the of the football. I take it. I'm I'm aware of its existence. Yeah. As a as a game. As a as a as a sport. Yes. Yeah. You're aware time. that most of it was in London. I, I did watch the Euros and I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm not a big football fan, but I thought that some of those games were, 
you know, proper entertainment and really the way to kick the ball. Exciting, yeah. So very we both had fruitful yeah. past past six months or so. Yeah, you studied for a master's, started a new business and have been educating and I've been sat in front of the television drinking beer and watching football. Yeah, well We'll leave we'll, we'll leave it up to the listeners to decide who's winning. <laughs> I think our I think our demographic will definitely be oh we don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so to our twenty-one listeners, yeah, yeah, let us know. I think we we were very popular in Scandinavia, but since England knocked Denmark out of the football, then <laughs> we've probably lost a few there as well. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Are the, are the Danish a re- revengeful culture? Do you think? Um, Let's just say yes. Yes. Okay, that's the end of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of. I don't really know any Danes. Um, Sandy Totsvig, or is she Norwegian? No, she's uh, Danish. She's Danish. She doesn't seem very vengeful. She no, seems quite nice. Yeah, yeah. All the other Danish people I know are footballers. Uh, I'm not. I must be an actor who's Danish. Oh, there's that. Uh, yeah, Perez. Legalspin. Um, Purse Legalspin? You can't just make up names. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we saw him in a film the other day um, called... Is he the one who's in Nymphomaniac? E- no. Oh. Is he the one who is... Um... He's Hannibal Lecter. Oh. Danish. I thought that was um, a Welsh guy. I thought that was Anthony Hopkins. Mads Mikkelsen. Hey? Mads Mikkelsen. Greatish Danish actor, not Viggo Mortensen. Now Viggo Mortensen, I've seen in many films where he does like he's very vengeful and very violent. Yeah, he's got a history of violence, hasn't he? <laughs> I thought he was Swedish. No, you see, all these people who you think are Swedish are actually Danish. I was really pissed the Danes off. Well, yeah. People um, going, oh, you know, like Ulrika Johnson, Danish. Danish. Sven Goran Eriksson, <laughs> Danish. <laughs> we digging ourselves into a deeper hole. How do we get out of it? I'm not sure. We'll I think. Edit it out, well, it. yeah. Maybe, maybe I should like. Oh, have we got any admin to do first yeah. up? Because I think we must have like sackfuls <laughs> of letters. <laughs> we had a lot of um, well, not emails. People don't. I'm not giving out my address, and I not don't know how you set up a PO box. Do they still have P.O. boxes? Yeah, yeah, you've got P.O. boxes when you don't want to give someone your address. Oh, how much does that cost? I don't, I don't know. Think we should get one because it's just so quaintly old school. Reminds me of some Saturday morning television. <laughs> yeah. You can see the television centre, P.O. box 412. Hmm, we should get a phone number as well with a, with a catchy jingle. Yes, that just goes to an answer phone. Yeah. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? 0181818181. No, it's 081-811-8181. So then who would they end up phoning then? Andy Crane? <laughs> it's still there. It's still waiting for it to ring. Yeah. It hasn't run in a long, rung in a long time, has it? Yeah. And the duck's dead. <laughs> Andy Crane's just wearing his like skin as a hat. <laughs> oh. 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 I don't know where that came yeah, from. That's Sorry, disgusting. Ed. <laughs> no. Yeah, we had to have a few emails. So I sifted through... Most of most of them probably demanding our return to the the air. Yeah. Where the hell are you? Where are you? We need to answer all the difficult questions. Yeah, and no no like abusive ones, so nothing to be vengeful about. Okay. But this one is from a uh, Mark Diebel. It Says, "Dear Ill Rumination Boys, 
Oh, both of us. Yeah. yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I feel like I'm finally <laughs> chipping away at the audience and they're beginning to acknowledge my existence. Okay, good. I mean, at least 50% of the podcast is me speaking. Yeah. So. Depending on how I edit it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least 50% of the of my me speaking is where you've edited it to make me sound like a fool. <laughs> but yeah. It's, the, it's really not that difficult. For them to realise that I even exist is... Um, it's a huge feather in my cap. You must be very happy. I'm yeah. very pleased for you. Yeah. Patronising <laughs> enough. Yeah, a little bit. That's enough, yeah. Dear Ill Rumination Boys. 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 There you go. I think that also suggests that we're young, like youthful, like we're the boys. Yeah, yeah. Consider we're like just two fat old blokes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations on the launch of your podcast. I really enjoy listening when I drive to work and when cooking. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, something up which I only used to do um, whilst listening to music. Thinking of mixing food and music. All right, yeah. What are your favourite and memorable songs with a food item in the title? Oh. And why? Mine is Strawberry Fields Forever by The Beatles. Although nothing to do with strawberries, I really love the dreamy and trippy-like quality of the song. Yours, Mark Duball. That's, that's not our usual kind of email. <laughs> It's just a nice, pleasant. I think maybe some of those ones where you were like really aggressively asking people to send nice questions in has, has dripped through as well as my existence. Oh, that's good. Um, well, I thought that was quite like bit Radio Two. Yeah, Wasn't yeah, it? like all like you know, some mainstream. Hmm. Mark Deebles was like a mainstream kind of guy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm impressed. He sounds nice. He does. Good guy. What a guy. Do you want to take a bet at what my favourite food and drink based song is? Purely uh, because of the title, not because of the song. Oh. Um, no, I don't want to. I okay. guess. Red Red Wine by <laughs> the, U, the UB40 version. The UB40 yeah. version. Because you just would, wouldn't you? So UB40? I'd be 41 now, but yeah. Oh my God. I realise I realise why you chose that. I've just, I've just broken the, the unsaid rule of this podcast. We've we've gone a whole ten episodes without making a bad pun, haven't we? Yeah. Is that, is that more is that less of a pun and more just a straight up joke that's been stolen from the dad joke book? I I don't have the dad joke book. Was it a deliberate setup or did it just ping into your mind? I just spontaneous. Okay, well that's I think that's allowable. Right? Okay. We'll put that down as a spontaneous dad pun. Okay, cool. As opposed to something that was hideously manufactured. But I thought <laughs> I thought you'd like really cleverly got me to walk into that. No, no, but no, no. Okay, I'll I'm take, just naturally clever. I'll take the credit back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so UB40 is the name of the card that people used to get when they were unemployed, right? Yeah. So the irony is like that's red, red wine and unemployment, but yours is red, red wine. And employment. And my actual employment. And your actual job. Yeah. Is red, red wine. Yeah. And white, white wine. And white wine. And, and rosé, rosé wine. And rosé, rosé wine. And orange, orange wine? Orange, orange wine. Yeah. Yeah. All the wines. All the colours. Are there another, any other colours? No. No. No blue, blue wine. Oh, I think someone's made one, but... Is that just using food colour? Yeah, I think so. That's not really... Yeah. That's not right. And, and there's like... Portuguese have a term for wine. Vinho Verde which is like green, green wine, but it's referring to the freshness rather than the colour. Which is? White. White. 
Is it white like onions are white, and then they're but they're called like a bit like white onions and green onions. Yeah. Or where on a spring onion, where the top is is green, is the green. The middle is whitey green. Whitey green. And the bottom is is white. White. And the very bottom is like hairy. Hairy beige. Hairy beige <laughs> color. Yeah, papery. That'd be a nice kind of color for a bedroom, wouldn't it? Hairy beige. Don't <laughs> <laughs> hairy beige. Yeah. Anyway. Alliums, eh? Can't live with them. <laughs> Can't live without them. <laughs> so yeah, red red wine. Yeah. By Arbor Forty. Yeah. Uh Lady Marmalade by the four pop people. I prefer that version. Four pops. No, no, like there's the original Lady Marmalade or Lady Marmalade. What the fuck is that all about? And then there was a version by Christina Aguilera, oh. Missy Elliott, Pink, and someone else. Marmalade? Yeah. Oh, right. Do Americans have marmalade then? They, they call it marmalade. Marmalade? Hmm. That sounds like... Have you never heard this song, Lady sounds, Marmalade? No. It sounds like... That sounds like... <laughs> fat. Extracted from a marmoset or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Or like your mother's fat. (laughs) Why do they say marmalade? I don't know, because it rhymes with the rest of the something else in the song. Yeah. No, but if you go into a cafe in the United States and you say, Can I have some toast with butter and marmalade? (laughs) They bring you marmalade. Is it because they call you know like they call herbs herbs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I always thought that was because it's just we're mad, but apparently it's something to do with the original. It's just the French, yeah. Pronunciation, yeah, yeah. Or, or the Italian, or the spelling of it, like O E R B S or something like. Yeah, they can't say they can't say Parmesan either. What did they say? Parmesan. Parmesan. Oh, Parmesan. Parmesan, but that comes from the Italian Parm Parmigiano. Yeah. God. Why would you? Why would you selectively mispronounce words? Well, selectively like collect words from around the world and then deliberately pronounce other ones completely different. Well, actually, getting to a really interesting topic, which is Finally. language. <laughs> I, it's really fascinating how languages and accents and dialects change over mm. time. A lot of the Italian words in Italian American come from the Sicilian pronunciation. Uh, which is very different to, makes sense. say, the Tuscan, yes, which is the true Italian language. Because a lot of the immigrants came were from Sicily. Sicily. Because it was so poor. And it was like quite a slangy version of the language. And mm. then obviously it gets further bastardised. And then, yeah, you end up with some really weird... Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's a melting pot, isn't it? Mm. It's a melting pot. Obviously, like, when the um, the Normans... Came to oh yeah Britain and basically introduced French language mm. as the language of the upper class and the ruling class. Yeah, and the Anglo-Saxon would be pig, yeah, and your Norman would be pork, pork, and the your beef, beef would be cow, cow, yeah, and uh, well, this one I just heard the other day for the first time. Right, so it's the. Green Onions tune? 
Okay. Which... Yeah, go on. Yeah, buys Booker T and the mm. MGs. But the version that I was... I was listening to something on Spotify. You know when Spotify just carries on playing and stops chucking things into the mix? Listening to something on Spotify, I can't remember what. And it was the Blues Brothers version of that tune. Oh, nice. Came on. And it was live. It was a live recording. And what I really liked about it was that in the middle of the song, so it's a, um instrumental piece, yeah. is Dan Aykroyd starts talking about this tune and how um, some North American music, American music is like up there with like all the best composers in the world and like how brilliant like American music can be. Um, and he just goes on this like rant about how great the music is and then how... Um, America should stop fucking about in the politics of the world and just everyone stay at home and sit in their comfortable blue jeans and just listen to Booker T and the MGs. But Dan Aykroyd being Dan Aykroyd is saying it. I presume he's rehearsed it a bit, but he's saying it to the tune of the music in the rhythm of the music to the audience who are loving it. And he doesn't drop a single word. Uh You know, it's really cool. Like, I was just listening to the tune, Walking the Dog. And then there's this whole bit in the middle, just Dan Aykroyd just fucking... Just going for it, and it was really good. Um, and that's green onions, yeah, which are white onions. Well, I'm just not start that again. Well, they salad onions. <laughs> and the other one, this is this is a curveball, is a tune that I heard when I was about ten or eleven years old, living in the West Country, and I think the guy who produced it or made it was from somewhere like around where we used to live. Moved to Bristol and it's that rhubarb and custard. <laughs> Dance tune, which I just remember at the time was just like completely mental. I remember like I'd heard Pump Up the Jam and a few other kind of like, oh, there you go, Pump Up the Jam, yeah. yeah. Um, a few other kind of dancey tunes and then that was just mental. And then the video was mental as well because it was just the cartoon of them just running around everywhere. Yeah. It's like rhubarb and custard let fly with their new secret weapon. <laughs> and I think I was just kind of astonished as a young lad at just how mental that that song was. Hmm. And later on in life I began to realise, you know, why that genre existed and <laughs> sounded the way that it did and why, you know, people in Bristol were bothering to produce such, such tunes, you know. Um, but that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the end of that then? I think so. Thank you, Mark Beeble. Yeah. Thank that's, you, Mark. That's Beagle. a good one, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, let's have more of those. We we enjoyed that. Mm. Although Sam was a little bit caught out by it, but a little bit, yeah. I like to put him through some mental gymnastics by not telling him in advance of what we're what we're what we're talking about. <laughs> Are you aware of what we're talking about today in the um, podcast? Snags. Snags. Yeah. AKA bangers. AKA snossages. <laughs> AKA. <laughs> Sausage. Sausages. You could have said it like the wolf's dog. Sausages. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So today's is sausages. Yeah. Which is another like fundamental topic, isn't it? It's, uh, I can't believe we haven't talked about it before. Yeah. Considering that we were going to try and copy the Nigel Slater yeah. <laughs> chapter <laughs> headings, <laughs> which I think one of them is sausages, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We're not copying you, Nigel, so you don't get any money off us. Thank you very much. What you do is you carefully take the sausages, you grill them or fry them, slice them down the middle, drizzle over some brown sauce, 
Anyway, yeah, you get the idea. They, they're one of my... I love them. Or wall sausages. No sausages. Sausages or wall sausages. Good quality sausages, which doesn't include walls. It's another sponsor down the food. Have I ever had... I don't know. I can't actually say whether or not I've had a wall sausage. I've had an ice cream. Not sausage ice cream. <laughs> now I'm picturing like a, a cone <laughs> with, with a scoop of mashed potato and a sausage <laughs> like stuck in the top. Do you want a flake in that? <laughs> <laughs> Do a flake? Yeah, what flavour? Pork. Yeah. <laughs> Dipped in brown sauce. That's fucking brilliant. Oh. Oh. Yeah, sausages. Sausages. A good sausage is is pretty hard to beat. Yeah. I mean, we already know it's a criteria, a must-have on, on a breakfast. Yeah. It's one of the holy trinity. Two, obviously. Yeah, two. At least two. At least two. Brown sauce, never ketchup. Yeah, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. One of the things I wanted to talk about, actually, criteria for sausages is I'm not one for faffing around. I don't need want too many ingredients in your sausage. In my sausage, mm-hmm. I used to love the idea of oh, Bramley apple and pork and mm-hmm. like chestnut and this and blah blah blah. I'm like, no, not anymore. Cheese, cheese in a sausage? No, 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 no. no. Interesting, you say that the pork and Apple one is a good example of an over-engineered sausage. Now, I don't know if this is where you were going, yeah, but exactly. the key to a sausage is that it stays in the skin. Yes. yeah. And those pork apple ones... They split. They split all the time, don't they? And then yeah. you end up with a fire mm. under your grill. Mm. There's nothing worse than a, a fatty grill <laughs> when your sausages have like, screwed up under the grill. And, and then do little ejaculations of <laughs> fucking fat Hot up into fat. the flame. <laughs> spunking hot fat all over your fucking oven and then the next time you go to use the grill about three weeks later you turn it on and start bellowing out smoke yeah yeah. oh man yeah no no I don't like that I don't mind an over engineered sausage don't get me wrong like flavour wise but it must not come out of the skin no it mustn't split open because what is that the apple has got too much water in it and and it heats up faster than oil or something something. and it just can't handle it no no. I I think like sausage meat, like meat rather, pork. Yeah. Some fat, obviously. Yeah. Some some salt and pepper. Some rusk they call it, don't they? The, yeah. the filling. Yeah. And maybe some herbs. That's it. That'll do. Black pepper, lots of black pepper. So pretty maybe some mace. Fundamental sausage for your sandwich. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm a purist. Yeah. So like the McDonald's beef burger, which is just made with 100% British or Irish beef and salt and pepper, and that's it. Yeah. And a freshly cracked egg. <laughs> yeah. And just always makes me laugh when I see that advert and they go, the freshly cracked egg. I was like, how do you even get pre-cracked egg? I know you get it in a bottle <laughs> and stuff like that, but like, it ain't that hard to crack an egg. Get an egg tube. Um, actually it goes the same with burgers I'm like um, with burgers you know you add the flavour at the end mm. don't mix it in with the meat no so would you have like a Lincolnshire sausage well I love a Lincolnshire that's a herby one isn't it yeah I like a chipolata <laughs> what's it what's, what's the point of chipolata we're going to get through this podcast without having any like innuendo oh I'm going to be <laughs> Kenneth Williams by the end of it <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of a chipolata? Yeah, why? Why you can fit more of them into a into a sandwich? But they're smaller. They're good for um, wrapping in bacon. Yeah, is that why? The, is that the only? I don't imagine? know what the point of them is. No, no. I think it's because I, I tell you what I think it is. And it, what what's fascinating about sausages is 
they are international, right? Yeah. They're another one of these foods which was developed independently. Yeah. Around the world. Yeah. And although... Like bread. Each has their own unique flavourings or style, they're all effectively meat stuffed into intestines. Yeah. Now, so you've got this intestine. You're making your really nice fat sausages. And then at the end of the intestine, you've got this like skinny bit. Oh, the like little left over. What am I going to do with this? Yeah, I've yeah, still got yeah. this meat left. Yeah, I'm not going to slaughter another pig till next week. Uh, I see where you're coming from. It's a bit like the appendix. Yeah. So yeah, it's just you know, waste not, want not. Ah. According to um, <laughs> I think that was probably wrong. But... According to Wikipedia, oh, yeah. fact check. The chipolata was probably invented in France. Oh, in Italian, the spelling is C I P O L L A T. So it's Cipollata. Cipollata. Yeah, polata. Uh, so it's probably Italian then, right? Oh, interesting. In Italy and also in Switzerland, the sausage usually contains veal and milk. Oh, hence lata. Brilliant doing all your research for the podcast whilst on, recording on it. On the fly. It? Yeah. Keeps it fresh. Um, so yeah, I like a cipollata. How about those uh, Italian ones that you can they chuck a glass of red wine in? Yeah, nice. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Like I'm talking about British bangers, like basically yeah. sausages. You like, can buy them. You buy them in Britain. No, I know, but you can get red wine in this country now, Sam. Can you? Yeah. Well, not for much longer. No. Is, it, is that because everyone will be drinking brilliant English white wine? Exactly. Grown on the south coast. Yeah. French sausages, Toulouse, sort of do nice sausage, don't they? I like Italian sausages. We're talking fresh sausages here, by the way. We're not talking salamis or. No, that comes under charcuterie. Yeah. Which we can do another day. Yeah. So, what, what, I mean, what do you think about flavoured sausages? I mean, I've, I've just contradicted myself by saying that the red wine sausages are, are good. But for me, it's, it's yeah, adding extra solid material that is there for reasons other than just flavour. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm thinking, like you say, flavours, good. Like, what, not wrong, putting a bit of red wine in there, lots of pepper if you want it peppery, mm. you know, whatever. I'm trying to think of an other than the pork and apple... I've had I have had pork and black pudding Ooh. sausage, Ooh. and that's quite nice. Yeah, but if you think about it, black pudding is also a sausage. A sausage, so it's a sausage in a sausage. Yeah, so surely that's permissible. I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's still sausage. Yes, the sausage isn't going to reject that, is it? And spit it out because it's going to. It's like um, no, it's it's like, like an uh, organ transplant yeah. when you've got the same blood type. Yeah. It's not going to yes. reject it. That's the word I'm looking no, for. No, exactly. Yeah, so it'll stay in the skin. Yeah. And black pudding's fucking up. But basically, right, if you can coat an egg in it mm. and deep fry it, it counts as allowable <laughs> in a sausage. Yeah. A Manchester egg. A Manchester egg. A Manchester egg, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's good. How about, though, so, like, we, took, we mentioned, you know, a bit of charcuterie. Yeah. How about, like... But could you get like a pork and pancetta or a pork and just bacon like kind of flavour in there? Yes. Yeah. Has so, that got a name? Yeah, in Italy, it's a New Year's Day meal and it's right. called cotechino. And it's made inside a beef intestine. Right. So it's like this. Massive. And, and to the viewers at home, I'm holding out my hands about the size of a grapefruit in width. Yeah. I was going to say a honeydew melon, but on its side. Yeah. Like a rugby ball. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like a bit well, like one of those kids' rugby balls. Yeah. Not a full size yeah. man rugby ball. No. So I hope you've all got that in your head yeah, now. Like a grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's stuffed with pork meat. Yeah. Pancetta. Yeah. Pork skin. Ooh. Yeah. Chopped up. Chopped up. Yeah. Cooked and chopped up. Yeah. So it's soft, but still with some texture. Um, and I think traditionally there's like a lot of black pepper. There's probably some chili flakes and some fennel seed, probably something like that. Yeah. And you boil it. Oh. Yeah. A boiled sausage. And then you slice it and you have it with lentils. Oh, slightly disappointing finish there. I made one once. Did you? Or a part of a course. Uh huh. That was when I sliced my hand open. I'll tell you that story in just a second. And yeah, so I boiled it for the set piece, like you boil it for an hour or something, and slice it, and then I fried the slices as well just to get a bit crisp. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Instead of you you've done like a pig butchery thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well this was a pig's head butchery thing. Oh wow, yeah. So I like deboned a pig head. Nice. You really have to commit to that. <laughs> In that you have to like go, right, today I'm gonna do something which is quite yeah disturbing. Yeah. And you're just gonna do it. Yeah. So you just do it. Can I ask you a question? Just then? avoid the eyes. I was gonna well, that's what I was gonna say. Does it come pre DI? No. Oh I had eyes. Yeah. And were they all like you know in um, Silence of the Lambs when he finds that guy's head in a jar? Yeah, with yeah, the eyes like that? Yeah. Like all wonky and swollen. You make this thing and I, I, I took it home, I never cooked it, I'm ashamed to admit. So you, you take the skin off, the whole thing off, the face off. Yeah. Face off. For people at home, we're both doing a hand <laughs> movement, which is Nicolas Cage and um John Travolta. Yeah. In the worst thing that a couple would ever do to each other. No one ever makes love. Just before making love and waves their hand in their partner's face. They know. certainly don't anymore after Face Off. No. That was probably the last truly great film that John Travolta was in. I hear Nicolas Cage is going to be in a new film. Yeah. Uh, it's called Pig. Yeah. Shall I read out the... Yeah. I loved it. I love the idea of this. Yeah. So pre, whilst he's fiddling around with his phone, pre um, get, like getting the equipment set up, one of our friends, Thomas Earl, sent us the... Um, Synopsis. The synopsis, and, and and there is a trailer which we haven't watched yet. Oh, right, but, of but... a new. I, was, I thought it was an idea for a film. No, it's coming out in twenty twenty one. And our friend just sent us the the synopsis of it because he felt that we might find it interesting. So Sam's going to read it out. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after <laughs> she is kidnapped. <laughs> Now, in in my head, this is the way I want it to go because there's been plenty of Nicolas Cage kind of revenge style films where partway through the film he flips and just starts slaughtering everybody. I want it to be like that. Yeah. I just want it for them to say it's a bit like Taken but with bacon. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. He's gone on the rampage. Because someone's got his pig. So, Do you think they went like, have you seen John Wick? What's it about? Well, there's this guy, right? And he's um, got all these murderous skills, but he doesn't use them. And then someone pinches his dog, and he kills his dog, and he goes fucking mental. And then the film kicks <laughs> off, and they've gone, we could, do a, we could do another version of that. And go, oh, no, they did John Wick 2 and 3 as well. Mm. What, if we, what if we swapped the dog for a pig? Ta-da! And then we've got pig. Okay, do you think we could get Keanu to do this? No. 
He hasn't got the vocal range. His perma Californian accent just doesn't 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 sit. suit the Oregonian <laughs> wilderness. So when's that out? That is out twenty twenty one. So that's this year. Um, I don't have a release date, but you know, basically, I'm all over that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was taking the face off this pig. Yeah. And. The dish, okay, it's like a traditional British dish. You take all of the, including the cheeks, right? You take out the glands mm. and you roll this thing up. Yeah. And this is where I was taught and then promptly forgot how to do a butcher's knot. knot. You roll it up into like a sausage shape. Yeah. This is the real kicker though, right? In the middle of that, you put in like herbs and spices and stuff like that. And the tongue. Oh, wowzers. <laughs> yeah. So you end up with this kind of rolled, pig's tied head. up pig's head into cylinder, which right. still has the distinguishing features. Of its tongue. Well, you can't see the tongue, it's hidden in the middle. And you never ate it? No. You cooked it? I could, no, I couldn't bring myself. You took it home? I took it home, and then I actually... No, what I did was I unrolled it, took the cheeks out, cooked the cheeks, yeah, and chucked the rest. Oh, okay. I, was like, I just... I'm, I'm going to have to eat this whole thing myself, because... Yeah, they're massive as well, pig's heads, aren't mm. they? Yeah. So when I did the that was an experience. pig in a day thing at River Cottage, yeah, they had a pig's head. Yeah. The one who was trying to teach us how to do a butcher's knot earlier and yeah. got confused yeah. and just tied it up like, like evens. Yeah, um, we're saying that heads used to be really, really cheap. And if you went to a slaughterhouse, they're just like a skip for mm. the pig's heads. They're expensive now. But now they're getting more and more expensive because people like River Cottage and, and they roasted it. Oh, okay. And the, the skin on the Cheeks was like the best crackling mm. ever. It's like really fatty, but they like roasted it all the time with them and just brought it out. And there's some people who didn't partake. I thought it was a bit weird. It's like you, you've decided to come and chop a pig up. Yeah, you've got to embrace for the day. Yeah, and now you're recoiling a bit at the idea of eating some crackling, which is just skin, isn't it? Doesn't matter whether it comes off the head or whether it comes off somewhere else. I didn't tell you about how I cut my hand when I was doing it. No, I was, I was thinking when you said that, that of all the ingredients to add to sausage, um, perhaps human blood is up there with one of the, the do-nots. Yeah, one of the most objectionable. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily I didn't actually add it to the meat. No. So we were using really sharp knives, as you do when you're doing butchering, and I was like carving away, and the guy next to me went, it looks like you need to sharpen your knife. So I was like, Here, here's the sharpener, pass me the sharpener. And I was like, all right, well, it's covered in like pig face gunk. Yeah. I'll clean it. So I put some blue roll, it's always got blue roll, in the palm of my left hand. Not you can really. see where this is yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and s- sliced through the blue roll into the palm of my hand. Whoa. With a pig stained chopping knife. So now I am part pig. Yeah. That seems, yeah, that seems like um, an incredibly stupid thing to do. Yeah. Um, uh, and I because mean, blue roll is just paper, isn't it? Yes, it's not it's a not, shield. It's not chain mail <laughs> or anything like that. No. I and don't... also, the only ever time you see someone do that is like in old films about Scotland or where they have to be like <laughs> blood brothers and they have to like yeah. cut their palm and shake hands or something stupid like that. Yeah, these days they don't um, allow foreskins in sausages, do they? I think that's a shame. <laughs> really? 
What, what the, is it about the foreskin <laughs> sausage that, that you used to enjoy so much? <laughs> no, I'm all about like nose to tail. Oh, you? right. It's like, it's waste not, what not again, isn't it? You know, if you're, if you're willing to have a pork chop, you should be willing <laughs> to stare <laughs> pig's penis in the, in the eye. <laughs> They say nose to tail. It's not a straight line. So I've never seen a pig's picture. Do you think are they like unusually well endowed, or are they like very small? I think they're like curly. <laughs> <laughs> Just above their bums. <laughs> so you think you you're all you think that the sausage being a economy food, nose to tail cooking should contain as much. We should eat, we should eat as much of the animal as yeah as we can bear yeah including its face <laughs> including its face <laughs> and then what they say eyelids and arseholes yeah nipples and whatnot yeah no not really <laughs> it's just it's quite disgusting isn't yeah it? I've seen on I've seen on the social medias at times that um you get I don't know milit- militant vegans mm. or they're quite anti sausage they talk about sausages quite a lot. If like if only people who eat sausages, if only you knew what you were eating, like because it's lips and nipples oh. and bumholes and things. Well, would that make you vegan? I don't think it would make you vegan. It would just make you stop eating sausages. Yeah, I haven't really got a problem with it to be honest. It's all like chopped up and cooked, and it tastes good. Yeah, I mean we we went to Leon, didn't we? Mm. we oh, yeah. some, I can't remember what it's called. Rosette or something, or yeah. And that's like a gut sausage, isn't it? Yeah, or star or something. Yeah. Yeah, and someone bought it for me, and I started yeah. eating it, and they're like, "Oh, ha ha ha! Do you want to know what you're eating?" And I was like, "Yeah, well, it's basically like guts," and I was just like, "They taste brilliant. They're really mm. well seasoned." Mm. Well, it's like haggis, isn't it? Oh, so like, that's the ultimate sausage full of guts. Yeah, <laughs> and then haggis is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I would say I couldn't eat a whole one, but I think I probably could. Yeah. Given enough uh, whiskey, enough a whole haggis. Yeah, yeah, you could eat a whole one. Even the like ones the size of well, for viewers at home, about like a kind of a cantaloupe. For the viewers at home, the, <laughs> the listeners, for the listeners at home, for the listeners. The, if you imagine the grapefruit that Sam was talking about earlier, <laughs> slightly bigger again. Yeah, like, uh, but not as big as a watermelon. Is that a cantaloupe? It's like a normal melon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's about the right size, yeah. yeah. Is that the one that's kind of a greeny, beigey thing on the outside and orange in the middle? Yeah, has it got like a, almost like a webbed kind of skin, if you know what I mean? Yes. Like like a lattice. Yeah, like a reptilian yeah. skin. Yeah. If it grew legs and started moving, you'd shit yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's like a rolled up armadillo. It is. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> so if you imagine a haggis the size of a rolled up armadillo... Yeah. Which is, I think, how they make them in some in <laughs> Get the armadillo, knock it unconscious, toss it into the fucking oven, and they eat that. Drown it in whiskey. Drown it in whiskey, <laughs> give it some oat cakes, and a bit of marmalade, and you are off. So yeah, like a full-size haggis, you could eat that in one sitting, just yourself? Well, I was thinking of the only haggis I've ever cooked at home, which is like your normal... There's a company, isn't there, that does all the haggises in all the supermarkets. Yeah. Which is about the size of a a large mango, but more round. Mm. Yeah. And you can boil that. Yeah. Or 
cut it out of the plastic thing that it comes in. It's not a real sheep's bladder or whatever. Bladder, yeah, and then um, stick it in like a, just a coffee pot, put tin foil over it and cook it, roast it. Roast it, yeah. oh, nice. And just eat it with gravy. Well, I'm not talking about not talking about tatties and neeps and stuff here. No, just gravy and haggis. Haggis. Yeah, I could do a whole one of them. I could do one of them right now. So about haggis, right? Every time I've had haggis, it's not it's not come away in clean slices or anything. It's like basically you open it up and dig out this kind of yeah, you know, yeah kind of. Well, that's the Rabbi Burns thing, isn't it? Right. You have to say a poem. You do the poem, hmm. and then I think you stab it. Yeah. And like waft the knife around in its guts. And it's supposed to be like stabbing someone in the guts. And it brings forth its bounty. Yeah. I don't know, actually know what the Rabbi Burns haggis poem is about. Probably killing English people, the thought. Killing somebody or something. Right. Um, The wee beast, wee beastie or something, is it? Wee. Wee Jimmy Cranky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a weird relationship, isn't it? So a bit, a bit, like, like, the, bit the, like the white stripes. They're brother and sister. <laughs> and they're married. Yeah. They're, not, they're <laughs> a married couple who play a father, father and son, son, but the son is actually the wife <laughs> with a strange haircut and wears a school uniform. No, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> right, let's go back. What is your favourite sausage? Are we including things like haggis and things as sausages? Or do you, does it need to be like a linked sausage? I would. I will accept haggis as a sausage. Okay. Now you've said that, I'm going to say black pudding, which is definitely a sausage. Yeah. I love black pudding. Mm. I don't eat it as much as... No, I probably eat it the right amount, actually. Yeah, you don't want to eat it, you don't want to be eating it as every much day. as sausages. But yeah. I really enjoy it when I eat it. Mm. Um, how, how do you have it? Normally mashed on toast oh. with a poached egg on it or a fried egg. I think you're mixing up black pudding and avocado. No, this is the, the northern version of Brighton <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> and as you know, if you go to Berry Market, like we did yesterday, mm. um, to do some shopping uh, around the meat market there, you can buy black pudding everywhere. The woman who sells wool has a little basket of black puddings. Um, the guy who sells fish has a little basket of black puddings. The car park just lying around, black pudding all over the floor. And it's impossible to reach the £5 spend requirement in order to use your cash card <laughs> at Berry Market because everything costs half pence. Well, you know, black puddings up here, they literally grow on trees, don't they? So black pudding that's, trees. that's why they're so plentiful. And Yeah, there's whole forests. You know the black forest in Germany? Yeah. That's what that started off as. Okay. They've got it too. Right. I think they must just export it straight from the black forest into, into Berry. Into Berry. Yeah. <laughs> The thing when was, the Second World War kicked off, the only trade route that was allowed between <laughs> Nazi Germany yeah. and uh, the UK was just the black pudding line. It was that, that the, the Berlin airlift corridor thing. Yeah, that was about extract. Diverted via the Black Forest. Yeah. Got you. So they took goods in yeah. and brought back black, black, puddings. black puddings. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like mashed on toast yeah. with a poached egg. Yeah. But also just like like I said in sausages, Manchester egg. There's a recipe. I think it's Rick Stein, black pudding and broad beans. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I like sausages a lot. To be honest, mm. I really like toad in the hole. Yeah, which is just a Yorkshire pudding with sausages in it. 
Yes. Genius. An amazing vessel for gravy. The Yorkshire pudding as a bowl is always good. Yeah. A Yorkshire pudding that already has sausages captured. Captured like a toad in a hole. <laughs> like a toad in a hole. <laughs> the only thing with a toad in a hole is when you put the batter in, I arrange the sausages so that it should be easy to portion up for people. Right, yeah. and Sometimes when you put the batter in, because it's so hot, you want to get it in there fast, the sausages drift. Right. And you might end up with two sausages down one end and then a big gap of just pudding. Yeah. And then another sausage at another end. And then when you come to like... Portion it out. Portion it out, you're like... Right, there's one bit of here which is really heavy on the sausage and really light on the batter. And then there's another bit that's really heavy on the batter and really light on the sausage. Mm-hmm. Which bit is best and which bit do I want to give myself? As soon as I cooked it and I'm portioning it, I get to choose, right? So I normally go for the sausage heavy. double sausage, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, sausage heavy. Yeah, and then you can just say, well, it's the natural drift. Natural drift. And also, never forget, once you've portioned up the pudding, yeah, um, there may be residual crispy pudding bits left in the bowl. Oh, yeah. And that, you've got you to get that off, haven't you? Before you try and wash it, otherwise you've got to soak it forever. Yeah. Um, did you just get an email? No, it was just like an update. Ugh. But it's not downloading or anything, so we're all, um, we're all safe. Yeah, so you've got to chisel that crispy bit off, and that's a little bonus, another little chef's bonus. So yeah, I'm going to go, as an ingredient, <laughs> if we're not allowed charcuterie, I'm going to go black. I right. might change mine if I did, but that's fair enough. off the top of my head. Yeah. I think sausages as an ingredient is a really interesting kind of topic because mm. you take something which is already fully formed, shouldn't need anything additional apart from maybe some brown sauce or a vessel to hold it in like batter mm. or or two slices of white bread. But if you take it, dismantle it, it can add so much to a dish. Yeah. So what are you, th- what are you thinking here? Well, it's the instant meatball. Yes. Well, do you want to describe how you do it, or shall I? Um, you basically squeeze little chunks of the sausage out of one end of it. Do you squeeze from one end, or do you like squeeze the middle and pull that way? I think for efficiency, I nowadays I just slice the skin right from one end to the other, <laughs> and then I just scrape it, it out. So you basically just basically remove the skin or remove the meat from the skin, and then portion the sausage into little meatballs. Yeah. Roll them up into nice little even balls. And then you can fry them, add a sauce, chuck that on some pasta, instant meatballs. Yeah. And delicious meatballs. And delicious and quick and cheap. I usually try to get a bit more flavour in there. I like pour maybe, after frying those off, <laughs> pour a couple of glasses of red, red wine in. Evaporate that down so it's just a you know, a couple of tablespoons of liquid. And then pour my tomatoes in. Yeah. Cook that down for a bit. Nice. Yeah. How how big how big do you make your balls? How big are your balls? I'll probably get like for every sausage, yeah. Probably four four, four balls. Yeah. Which is maybe seems like quite a, a large number of balls per sausage, but yeah. a four ball sausage. <laughs> yeah. But not but not we're not talking chip artists here, are we? Definitely not, no. We're talking normal sausage. Normal Average, yeah. Normal human-sized sausage. Yeah. <laughs> None of this children's sausage chipolata nonsense. No. No. I'd say, yeah, four balls. You want to brown the outside so it looks presentable. Yeah. With And you want, obviously want the middle to be 
juicy to be cooked but not yeah not dried so it needs to be a, a sensible yeah size there's something magical about them as though as well which is weird because when you do meatballs just with it's getting really boring but um, <laughs> when you do meatballs with actually minced meat mm. and then you braise them in a sauce they tend to fall apart a yeah, little bit for dry. some reason sausage meat doesn't fall apart because sausage meat is like the smoothest right of meats <laughs> other than pate the gluiest of meats <laughs> yeah yeah it's the most processed meat basically isn't it <laughs> yeah because um, how else are you gonna like get people to eat anuses and foreskins <laughs> Well, if you're a, if you're a Corvid, <laughs> so this is a bit of a, for the listeners at home, for the people listening on YouTube. We had we had a discussion earlier, and we were talking about Chris Packham, yes. the famous like bird and animal man. He's a, a normal man. He's not like half bird, like not a griffin, which is a shame because the shows would be even better if he was a griffin. I think he'd quite like to be a griffin. Oh, he'd love to be a griffin. Yeah, wouldn't he? Flying around, attacking people. Yeah, breathing fire. <laughs> the legs of a lion. <laughs> the, the head of an eagle. Is that a griffin? That'll do. That'll do. We were talking about Chris Packham, and we somehow stumbled onto... We were having some restorative gin and tonics at the time. Um, we stumbled onto the discussion about why farmers are allowed to shoot crows and jays and corvids, uh, basically. And... Sam says it's because they're classed to be vermin or pests because they eat the chicks of pheasants. Yeah. So the pheasant farming industry go out with their shotguns instead of shooting pheasants for a while or are allowed to go out and shoot corvids. And I posited it was because there's a idea that corvids... Sometimes peck the eyes out of lambs and eat their anuses. <laughs> and just as we're experiencing now, as soon as you say lamb's anus, Sam can't keep his shit together. That's something about lamb's anus that he finds incredibly funny. And he can't, he can't really put his finger on what it is about lamb's anus. I just. just... Imagine these crows, like, oh, you're a bit peckish. Yeah. There's some lambs over there. You're not going to eat their butts. You said you would eat an animal head to tail, including its foreskin, so why wouldn't a crow want to eat its bum? It's, I think it's just like it's a way into the animal. Oh, God. Like the eyes are a way in, and the ears, probably. I just don't believe it. He just doesn't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe that that would be the choice. Of a corvid. Of a corvid that is prepared to eat a... He said peasant baby then. <laughs> peasant baby. <laughs> a pheasant. Corvids um, ate my baby. Yeah. No, I think... I wouldn't put it past a crow. They'd eat anything. Yeah? They're great um, scavengers, aren't they? They're like cleaner-uppers. That's not cleaning up. That's... <laughs> That's making a mess. <laughs> yeah. We could, and you're probably like sat at home listening to us on YouTube and thinking, like, why don't you just Google it like everything else you do on your show? You just Google everything. It's quite clearly Googled. It's like, because we're just going to leave it out there. Do your own research. We said before, we like don't expect us to come on here and A, have done research and B, tell the truth. Like, if that's why you're here, if this, you, you feel this is a fact-based show, 
somehow you can quote us in your dissertation or something at university, then you're sadly mistaken and we don't want you as listeners. Illumination. Right, well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. So you mentioned about what's your favourite sausage. Yeah. Would you, do you want to do my sausage ranking game? Mm. Okay. So you just need Hit to me. rank these. Am I allowed to add any? No. Okay. You're not allowed to add any or disrupt the flow of the exercise. I'm not allowed to have an aside. No asides, no tangents, no cul-de-sacs, yeah. um, no fun, Okay. no jokes. Okay, strictly professional. Yeah, this bit needs to be absolutely professional. So, out of these, rank them like favourite last. Favourite last. Okay, favorite so last. bottom bottom to top. Yeah, start like a Corvid. Start at the bottom. <laughs> and work your way up. <laughs> the faggot. Okay. Which is... Does that a, count as a sausage? Yeah. According to the Great British Meat Co., a, a classic British sausage is a faggot. A sausage pudding. Minced pork belly, heart and liver, wrapped in cold fat yeah. as a sausage-type skin. And then um, baked in onion gravy. Mm. I like faggots. Yeah. Well, I'm going to spoil it, but I do like faggots. Two, the Cumberland sausage, which is just a high pork, con- cor- pork content curly sausage. Mm-hmm. The black pudding, enough said. Mm-hmm. The lawn sausage. Which L- is the Scottish square sausage. L-O-R-N. L-O-R-N-E. N-E, right. Yeah, Lorne. Is that how you say it? Lorne. 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 Lorne sausage. Famous Scottish square sausage. Yeah. A square sausage with a high fat content, regularly eaten with breakfast. Right. And, lastly, the saveloy. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. A smoked seasoned sausage, like a large hot dog sausage, with like a tough skin on it for some reason. <laughs> I like a snap. And you live in London, so you're probably oi, oi, sort of Savaloy, aren't you? Well, I've never had a Savaloy. You've never had a Savaloy? No. Right. Do you want me to go through those again? That is quite a difficult list, because lots of those on there are, sound fantastic. Yeah. Or are fantastic. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to go bottom, square sausage. Okay. Not a sausage. <laughs> not a sausage. Well, it's not in a skin. It's not in a skin, actually. They put it in like a... Is it tri- a trivet? Or a, no, yeah. that's the thing you put hot things on. Um, like a caked in, essentially. Right, okay. Like a block, something which makes it into a block. Okay, yeah. I was thinking of that thing they use for pate with the heavy weight. And... Right. Yeah. Then it would have to be the Savaloy, because I'm not really au fait with yeah. the flavour. So purely through ignorance, I'm afraid that that, that sausage has been demoted. My yeah. own ignorance, uh-huh. not the sausage's ignorance. <laughs> Complaining about an ignorant sausage. And then we've got like the, there was five in total, wasn't there? So there's three left, and yeah. they're, they're all they're, that's they're all really challenging. Yeah, so to, the Cumberland to is like a sausage sausage. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the faggot, which has been described, which is like something completely different. I'm afraid still I'm, a sausage. I'm gonna have to go. And then black I'm gonna have to go faggot, bronze medal faggot. Yeah, I like them. But I wouldn't want to have them all the time. No. Then black pudding. Uh-huh. Silver medal. Because they are wonderful. And then boring old Cumberland at the top, which kind of fits in with what I was saying earlier on. The more, the more like traditional sausage. I just sausage. feel that there's... I'm, I'm looking at this from an everyday point of view. Yeah. 
It's like that's the thing I would want to eat more often than any of the others. To be fair to you at home, Sam actually does look physically perplexed and torn by having to make these decisions. <laughs> I know we're really serious. <laughs> he's come really, yeah, I think he's worried about upsetting. Like, oh. Upsetting people in Berry. Yeah, they're going to be upset. The Scots. They're going to be well upset because they came fifth. The Oyoys. The Oyoys have an Oyoys. Yeah. Um, and yeah. No, that's, that's I My order um, from bottom to top was the lawn sausage because I've had square sausage on a cooked breakfast and I didn't enjoy it. Right. Because it was like a cheap uh, yeah. sausage meat. Really high fat content, and the, because it's got not got proper edges when it, and if it was fried, so it was just like all crispy and just like oh, fried no. the hell out of it. Yeah, it just no. wasn't good. Sorry, square sausage people. I'm sure there's some square sausage out there that's amazing. See, I can imagine in a sandwich, a square sausage if it wasn't deep fried like that. Yeah. If it was just grilled or something, that would be quite nice. Yeah, and it would fit the bread quite nicely. Exactly. If you like, really into squares. Yeah. But you couldn't put it in a round cob, could you? You could No, you'd have or to have a, a square bread of some kind. Slice. And then you could have a square piece of fake cheese. Can't really go any further with that. No. Square, a square plate. Square tomato. <laughs> what do you think, how do you feel about square plates? I don't like them. No, I don't fucking like them. It's like... <laughs> it's really weird. This is so strange. I was having this conversation with um, the, the my other half earlier on. She was like, yeah, this restaurant's all right, but... We're not coming back. Square plates. <laughs> no, um, I something weird. I did it actually. This was a little thing I was working on for another show, but I'm just going to bring it out now. It's going to bust it on you right now. It's called What is Worse? Well, I suppose what is worse or what is worst? What is worst? There you go. Oh, I've done it again, haven't I? That's fine. Oh, sorry. It's a show about sausages. It's, uh, where has it gone? What is worse? Right. I'm going to list some things. Right. And you have to tell me what is worst. worst. And they're not sausage related. Okay. Okay. But they're all to do with materials. Right. Okay. Hmm. So, square plates. Hmm. Ceramic coasters. Oh. Glass chopping, chopping boards. boards. Or glass tables. Did you write this yourself, or was this an actual... I just made, you made I was just trying to think of, like, the worst things in the world. And all to do with, like, materials. Okay. It's not often that you get a ranking exercise in the middle of another ranking exercise, but that's what we're going for here, because this is ill rumination. Oh, so I've, got to, I've got to order these. I can't even just say what's worse. Well, no, just tell what's worse. Well, it's obvious what's worst. <laughs> the glass chopping board. Yeah. <laughs> the glass chopping board. <laughs> Um, it's a fucking abomination, that. By ceramic coasters, do you mean like a, a smooth ceramic or a rough? Like a tile. Like a tile, yeah. A tile that when you put your mug down, like oh, yeah. planks. Oh, right. I thought you meant like a rough surface, kind of like a uh, terracotta yeah. style. No, no, it could be that. Um, but just rather than having a cardboard, a chipboard. I would add slate. Coast- yeah. Oh, Get my burger off that slate and put it on a plate. That should be on a t-shirt. Plates, not slates. These are the real things we should be campaigning about. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the glass chopping boards is worst. Yeah. Uh, glass tables is least worst. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because the only bad thing about glass tables is... Well, I've never owned one, 
but is the fear of breaking it. <laughs> the, the fear of dropping your yeah. slate yeah. or, or square plate and, <laughs> and sending it through the glass table. Oh. Um, so then square plates, then ceramic yeah. uh, coasters. Something about a square plate. Like, it's all to do with conditioning. If you were born into a family that only ever used square plates and you'd never seen round plates, and then someone came along and gave you a round plate, you'd go, what? To me, a square plate um, looks incomplete without like a a squiggly zigzag of raspberry like (laughs) sauce next to your slice of chocolate pie. Some bright zigzags. (laughs) Um, and that's what it always reminds me of is like kind of restaurants which think they're better than they are yeah. because they do zigzags. Yeah, zigzags. <laughs> and slates. No. That's like decommissioning crockery, isn't it? We're just going to take a bit of the floor hmm. and you can just eat off the floor. Yeah. On, we're gonna, you can eat off the floor, but we're going to bring the floor to you. We we went to Wales and we found some demolished houses. Yeah. And we thought all those lovely tiles are going to waste. We're going to bring those slate tiles. Yeah. And we're going to put a burger on it. But what they normally do, yeah. So what they normally do with the slate as well, because they don't trust it, is everything then on the slate, which is a plate, has to have a... A basket. A basket or something to hold it. So your burger often comes wrapped in a... A piece of uh, grease-proof paper, paper yeah, stuff, yeah. like they do in burger joints in America. Yeah, the chips then come in a little, oh, a little frying basket, fake frying basket, deep fat frying basket that's never seen any that's deep awful. fat fryer, yeah. you know, in its life. And then all the condiments you just squirt them on, yeah, out of things, or in a little, or in a little pot, paper cup. And then when you say to the waitress, can I have some more mayonnaise, please? Because I want to eat all of my chips in the medium of mayonnaise. <laughs> they always screw their noses up at you and go off and go and give you another bloody toothpaste cap for it. Like, bring, bring the, the, the jar! <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Squeezy bottle mayonnaise is the fucking future. Do you think? Like Q-Pie? Well, no. Q-Pie's got faults. Yeah. Like that bottle is... Flimsy. In terribly bad design. Mm. Because you end up with almost like it's a, uh, a tube of toothpaste trying to roll it up from the end to <laughs> get it to come out. The only people who can get that out is like mums and grandmums, and yeah. like they can get toothpaste out of anything. Yeah, like, I've seen my mum squeeze toothpaste out of a brick <laughs> when we were poor. <laughs> uh, have we got any more toothpaste? Uh, I thought there was some in the bathroom. Yeah, I, one of my sisters just used the end of it. Are you sure? Yeah. Been squeezing it and nothing's coming out. Right, let me have a look. Oh, I can get that. Get me a rolling pin. <laughs> get me some forceps. <laughs> get, me, get me the toothpaste rolling machine. <laughs> it's like one of those old clothes manglers. <laughs> Pasta maker. <laughs> there you go. Enough for one brush. <laughs> I should give you two minutes of brushing. <laughs> That's when I've only got half my teeth. <laughs> I think we've ranked those yeah. successfully. Yeah, um, it was left... a good ranking. Mine was slightly different because I had black pudding at the top. Yes, and I had faggots in two. Right, and then Cumberland, and then Cumberland. Just because I suppose I was trying to be snazzy to try and impress you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were really trying to be snazzy, though, you'd have left in, you'd added in some sausages which you have 
omitted sausages. It's the oak one, oak hot dogs that come in tins. Have you ever? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, they're ready pre-cooked, aren't they? They're ready to go <laughs> from the tin. From the still wet. From the jar. Still wet. Have you ever had those big tall jars yeah. of hot dogs? Mm. Have you seen the American ones? You know what I, I like to call the foreign food aisle in a supermarket. <laughs> Just because um, it's so stupid to call it a foreign food aisle. I like to go, I'm going into the foreign food aisle to see what's there. I may be some time. And my other half says, okay, I'll see you near the pasta. And I just love the irony. <laughs> <laughs> or the ice cream or something. <laughs> um, yeah, and the the, um, the hot dogs that we normally get in like tins, mm. in the foreign food aisle, you can get big jars of American mm. and they are massive. Getting them out is interesting. Yes, you have to you have to prick them. So you, you would stab them. You just bite the end off that. Oh yeah, I love the f- texture. Do you? Yeah, the snap. Snappy meat. <laughs> it's good for you. It's good for me. It's mostly made of feet. We've only talked about pork sausages. Yes. And there is a internationally important sausage that is delicious, made from a different meat. There's actually two different meats that you can get, like, special sausages. The chicken sausage. Oh, God, no. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How dare you? Chicken sausage. Chicken fucking sausage. No. Lamb sausage. Lamb sausage. Merguez. Right. Spicy. You've never had, have you ever had merguez? Spicy so. lamb sausage. Oh, it's good. Like a Moroccan thing. Yeah. Comes in a tomato sauce, like cooked in tomatoes. You can do. Just grill yeah. them. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Probably, yeah, yes. They're delicious. Yeah, sound good. And then the beef American hot dog. We spoke about American hot dogs, but yeah. specifically the beef ones. Okay. And does it have a name? Like hot dog sausage. Hot dog sausage. I seem like... um in- Invented by Jewish butchers. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There was a necessity for that. Yeah, yeah. And they are delicious. Yeah, I bet they are. And actually, Americans have... Like, the hot dog, actually, is a really good example of of elevating a a kind of a simple food stuff Mm -hmm. purely by putting a load of shit on it. Yeah. That's what I was talking about when it doesn't have a name. Yeah. Like, the chili dog. Yeah. Which I believe, to begin with, was a sausage that had chili flakes. (laughs) Yes, so did I. Cayenne pepper or something added to it to make it spicy. But then you realise it's a hot dog in a bun... With chili con carne yeah. on it, which just seems like madness. It's genius. That's the kind of thing you make when you get home from the pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, it's like the kind of thing you make when your partner's away. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's a corn dog? Ah, a corn dog is a an American style hot dog mm. covered in a corn like batter, fried, and then deep fried. Okay. So it's like a it's like a, a battered saveloy. Yeah. But with this kind of corn like right and it forms a crust oh really crispy and crunchy yeah. that sounds good yeah also sounds like uh, you know mouth burn waiting to happen yeah yeah all that fat we didn't talk about battered sausage UK battered sausages from fish and chip shops not saveloys no a battered, battered sausage. sausage oh lovely they are fantastic I mean yeah. I'm not don't want to really think about the quality of the sausages that get no, used no but seems though it's covered in batter and then fried and yeah. then dipped in red sauce Oh, so a corn dog is a crispy hot dog. That mm. sounds nice. Mm. That sounds nice. Mm. And then there's all, all all the cities in America have their own style of hot dog. 
Right. So like a New York hot dog is mustard and chopped raw onion. Yeah. Uh, Chicago dog is, Pizza? I think, crispy fried onions, battered onions or something. Anyway, I wish I'd done some more research. <laughs> is it a bit like Italian pasta shapes? How do you feel about bratwursts? I quite like a bratwurst. I love a bratwurst. I love a bratwurst. Do you like that segue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was really that that really um chimes with our demographic, I yeah. think. That kind of nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> I really like Bratburst and I love it. You know like Christmas market. Christmas market. A crappy Christmas market thing. I always whenever I see a Christmas market, like you're walking along and you're like, Oh, Christmas market is there. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's that smell? They've got they've got um Chocolates, not interested. Right. Olives, not interested. You all this stuff that you're not interested in. The only thing I'm interested in is going, where's that bratless stand with the big... With the big square. Big metal plate thing. Which they can pull up and down. <laughs> yeah, like, and then you just go along and go, oh, can I have a bratless, please? And they go, yes. Yeah. And they give you a, a little bit of brown cardboard bread that's yeah. like... Heavier than lead. <laughs> and a sausage. And the only thing that keeps it in place is a squirt of nondescript kind of Dijon mustard-coloured mustard, which is just German mustard. Yeah. And then they just squirt that on, sausage on top, and you're like, I don't even get another bit to hold the top. You have to use your finger yeah. <laughs> on a boiling hot sausage, <laughs> which is about a foot long, and you have to like... Bite it and pull it away, and then the juice burns your face. It's the best experience in the whole world. And then, yeah, yeah, the 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 heat of the sausage like takes off the skin, off the two layers of skin off the roof of your mouth. Yeah, and oh, I'm, I'm honestly, delicious. Um, people, I'm not I'm taking the piss. I genuinely love that experience. Oh, I do. And some people hate Christmas markets, feeling tacky and nasty and what have you. But oh, they you- they mainstream the bratwurst. Germans do Christmas markets, you know, far better than many other... They bring bratwurst to our shores, yeah. and that's, all right, you've got olives and a load of other crap you never wanted, you know, but the, the bratwurst is brilliant. The great thing about bratwurst is, as well, is the size. Like you said, they're not big for the sake of it. No. They're just big and uh, substantial. And that's when you realise for the first time, I think, that you're... That teeth conduct heat. Yes. Because <laughs> you, you put your teeth on it, don't you? And you're really reluctant to bite it. And then the, and then the, heat, the heat goes through your teeth into your gum nerves. And you're like, ah, I'm just going to have to bite it anyway. Right, so bratwurst, good. So German sausage, so far, bratwurst, good. Yeah. Currywurst? Which is... Well, now, I was just going to say with the bratwurst thing at the Christmas market... They have to always have two types. Yeah. And they always... I think they're both the same. One looks whiter than the other one. What's the other one? One's got more like, lymph in it or something. Oh, right. So it's, that's not the curry burst? No. I've never had a curry burst. Vice burst is a thing, but they're not yeah. grilled, they're boiled. Oh, okay. So that's like veal meat and stuff like so that. So curry burst curry? Well, yes. What does that mean? Well, it goes back to that whole thing about when we were talking about um, chilli dogs. Yeah. Right? So curry verse, do you kind of think, well, that must be a sausage with curry powder in it? Yeah. No. No. It's a standard sausage yeah. of some kind. Mm. It's not as good as a bratwurst, but it's... Yeah. Second division. 
They then slice it up, often with a special tool which just dices it into bite-sized chunks. Yeah. Put it in a tray. Right. Put a sauce on it and then sprinkle curry powder over the top. Like a chip shop type curry powder. Yeah. And then give you a, give you a plastic fork. And what's the sauce? It's like a it's like a spicy ketchup, like a curry ketchup. So like katsu curry, but instead of chicken, panko chicken, it's a sausage. Diced up sausage, yeah. And no rice. No rice, no, no, no. <laughs> it's in a paper tray, the the flimsy kind where. Yeah. And I don't like curry. Fork. I don't like chip shop curry sauce. We won't like this probably. Then. No, no. I've never had it. It doesn't sound. I'd rather have a bratwurst if they got it, please. Yeah, but a different establishment, different kind of establishment. Oh. So your your bratwurst, like you said, is this like usually a big, square shaped, uh, stall. Yeah. With the the fire in the middle and the the square shaped grill like yeah. chains, all very wholesome and like yeah. warming and comforting. With an angry wife and husband duo yeah. running yeah. it. Over like like not overweight but chubby. Yeah, overweight. Like but slightly kind of like got that tan from the fire. Yeah. He's a, yeah, and his wife's angry about something. Something, but they're incredibly efficient. Yeah. Yeah. And they will be, wouldn't they? Yeah, you have yeah. to be. Yeah, when you're serving that many people, amazing yeah. sausage. Then kind of go to your yeah, outside of the football ground style. Right. They serve hot dogs and chips and fries and horrible burgers. That's where you get your curry first. Oh, uh, okay. Neon lights. Yeah. Imagine neon lights. And yeah, they they grab a sausage off the grill or the fryer, I think, and they've got this machine. It's like they put it in and they go bum bum bum. You know those like onion chopping things you can get. We just what kind of machine requires you to make your own noises? Um, a voice activated one. Well, it's 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 a manual machine, so yeah. it doesn't have any noise. Oh, so you have to do it. Yourself. You have to do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then squirt on this curry ketchup and then yeah. sprinkle curry powder over the top. That's your curry burst. Right. So it's like the other end of your street food equation, if you like. I, I think I'd be put off by the guy saying bum, bum, bum. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. And a bum. Bam, bam, bam. How do you think hammering the table is going to sound? <laughs> <laughs> right, both so of our microphones, I think it sounds great. Yeah. So ba- it's bam, bam, bam. Yes. Not bum, bum, bum. <laughs> no. No. Bam bam bam. The, the t- the, is the traditional call of the curry verse salesman. Ah, whereas bum 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 is the frog song, isn't it? That Paul McCartney did. Yes. It's also the Corvids song when they're hungry. Bam 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 Shoot that fucking crow. So yeah, I've had enough of it now. Yeah, it's doing my head in. Fuck it. Can I tell you the best thing about sausages? Yes. It involves a German and it involves sausages. Okay. And it's the best, I think it's the best story in the world about sausages. But I'm, I will be corrected if you've got a better thing. I don't have any stories currently about sausages. Right. So, in the late 1790s. Yeah. Remember those, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I sometimes speak to one of my friends about them. He, he remembers them well. Yeah. In the kingdom of Wurt- Württemberg. Right, yeah. You know the old Württemberg? Yeah. Yeah. They were plagued with... Sausages? Bad sausages. Oh. A state of bad sausages that were killing mm. people. Do you know this story? No. They were a state of bad sausages that were killing people. 
So people who have been eating sausages would then start suffering from symptoms such as blurred vision, drooping eyelids, slurred speech, um, just difficulties in swallowing, vomiting, um, and severe muscular weakness. Mm, this sounds horrific. I know. It sounds like a, like the hangover from hell, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and... Sounds like one of our podcasts. Sounds like one of our... Sounds like us at the end of the podcast. <laughs> at the start, we're like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And by the end of it, we barely... Too, too many sausages. Dishes, yeah. Anyway, so they always people... And they were dying. People were dying from this shit. Okay. So a guy named Justinus Kerner... Yeah. That's a good name. Yeah. It's a solid name. Started to um, research what about these sausages could be killing people. And identified the sausage poisoning, as it was called, mm-hmm. was caused by the botulinum toxin. Right. A.K.A. Botulism. Toxin. A.K.A. Squish it down. Botox. Botox. Right. What he found was that this... Toxin, yeah, was causing people to have muscle weakness, With, face, yeah, 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 eyes, yeah, yeah, and more, yeah, the rest yeah, yeah. of it. So he got little bits of mouldy sausage, yeah, injected <laughs> them into rich women's faces. No, he did. He did something even worse. He did, he did something even worse, which is he took frogs um, and other animals and cut open their limbs and wiped botulism toxin into the wounds, stitch them up, and then their back wound, that limb would go all limp and floppy because they had muscle weakness. He injected it into himself. He put it in, cut it, put it in, tested it out on himself. Um, he was very happy about discovering this, but it was very difficult to tell. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is when, if you Google Botox jokes, <laughs> which I did, that is all that comes back, is little cartoons of people going... Um, I had some really good Botox yesterday, and he goes, it doesn't look like you're happy about it. <laughs> that's, yeah. So that's what you fucking discovered. And it's now the same substance that people have injected into their face um, to get rid of wrinkles and crow's feet. Jeepers. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? And further, yeah, Botox is the most poisonous substance known to man. Really? Cool. Yeah. More poisonous than... Anthrax. Yeah. Yeah. Uranium. Yeah. Which people inject into land agencies to keep the fucking corpus off. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a fact. I'm just saying I read it. I just said it. I read it on the internet. It's the most poisonous substance known to man. Two teaspoons of Botox could kill everybody in the UK. Two teaspoons. What? I know. It's so lethal it can only be made in licensed military facilities. So you've got the military making injections for people's faces. Yeah. What? It costs because it's so fucking dangerous and can only be made by a certain small number of people in a highly like um, controlled environment. One kilo of the stuff costs one hundred trillion pounds to produce, and a single treatment where they inject your face a bit. Can cost anywhere between 150 and 300 pounds, and they use a minute, tiny amounts of the stuff. So, if you maximize that up, that's where the cost comes from. 
And that comes from German sausages. Justinus. Justinus's German sausages equals get your crow's feet sorted out. We as a race are fucking bonkers, aren't we? The most poisonous thing in the world we've we we've discovered is also used just to kind of make vain people well, I mean, the, look but, a bit smarter. Botox, right, like yeah. bad Botox. It always takes you to pictures of bad plastic surgery. Ugh. And then you end up with people who look like they've got sausages for lips. Hmm. Probably pork and apple. I'm straying off topic of there a little bit. Here we are. But um, isn't, that, isn't that a wonderful story? Yes. Should be written up into a bit more of a fairy tale kind of story. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a true story, but like reverse engineer it into a fairy tale and I'm, so that kids could enjoy it. Yeah. And they'd be like... <laughs> So what's the moral of the story? Like, don't fuck about with poison. <laughs> is that the moral of the story? Maybe the moral of the story is Justinus is ace. Justinus. Just anus. Just anus. That's what the Corvids think. <laughs> what do you want for dinner? Just anus. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we should wrap it up there. <laughs>